Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 71 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy. I'm the host of the show. And this week I am here to chat with you about quilt pattern design. So that is my bread and butter. That is what I do for a career. It's really funny when people ask, what do you do? Oh, I'm a quilt pattern designer. Uh, the looks that I get, uh, the questions, it's just hilarious. And I also love when people are like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute, as if it's a fun little hobby. So I'm here to chat with you people who are interested in business and business specifically as a quilt pattern designer. We're going to jump into all of the things about that. But first, I, I don't have like a written review, but I have a friend who I chatted with this week. It's Michelle McGuire. Her Instagram handle is Michelle McGuire Studio. She's an artist and a dear friend. And she actually, oddly enough, reached out to me last week about her email list and an opt-in. And she's like, hey, can I pick your brain? And I said, not to sound weird, but go and listen to the podcast episode that just released this week, and then let's chat. And so we chatted yesterday, and she said, thank you so much. I've listened to other podcasts about growing an email list, and it's very raw, raw. You definitely need an email list, but not so much the tangible takeaways of how to grow your email list, what to write to the people on your list with like, here's what you do. Here's how you do it. And so she just wanted to thank me for that. And so I hope that you listeners who checked out last week's episode, uh, episode 69 and 70, they both dive into the email list, why you should grow one, how to do it, some tangible takeaways. And honestly, that's the biggest compliment I could get from, from a listener is that this podcast has tangible takeaways that are helping you grow your business. So thank you, Michelle, and thank you, listeners, for showing up, for giving me feedback. I know what to talk about because I have questions from you, because you engage, you reach out, you let me know what you want to hear. And so that's really helpful for me to provide that for you. So this week, I'm talking about the business of quilt pattern design. And just something to be aware of, I do have a free masterclass where I will be diving into, again, tangible hands-on things to write and sell quilt patterns. It's a free class. It's over three days. It's August, Monday, August 29th, Wednesday, August 31st, and Friday, September 2nd. And you can sign up to get an invitation for that in the show notes or go to my website, quilterscandy.com. If you're listening to this after that date, don't worry, it will come again next year. And I know it seems like a year away, but it will come before you know it. So if you get a chance this year, come and join me in the free masterclass and we're going to dive deeper into all the things quilt pattern design. And so now let's just chat about quilt pattern design. The number one thing I want to talk about is why, why would someone want to design quilt patterns? And if you're here and listening, I'm preaching to the choir. 
you most likely have made other people's quilt patterns and you've realized that you have your own ideas. That as you're making a pattern, a lot of times my students are, are tweakers. They will take a pattern and kind of make it their own and veer off the written path and kind of make, make their own designs. Or they don't follow the pattern totally word for word every time. I've noticed that with us creative quilt pattern designers, generally we can look at the pattern. We just need some of the basics like, okay, cut it into what size, how much fabric do I need? All right, I'm good. And just glance over, okay, yeah, that's what I do. I'm going to tell you that this can be problematic for us because if that's the way you think, when you go to write a quilt pattern, you're, we're, and I've seen this over and over again, we're like, oh, we don't need to write down every little detail. People will get it. I'll just put down the photo and the fabric requirements and like, they're good because I'm good. Like that works for me. So it's some, it's, you know, there's a learning curve of figuring out how to hold the hand of someone who thinks, you know, differently from you and helping them walk through your creative process. But we like to, we want to write those quilt patterns because we have ideas, because it's exciting, it's fun. And there's also success to be had. We see it with other people. And that's the thing, when you can see that other people are having success with something, then you know that there is success to be had with that thing. So we want a piece of that pie. Like we like this thing, we have ideas, they're fun, they're great. And, and I'd like to, to do that, you know, to earn money. And there's something fun about going from a hobbyist where you're spending all of your money on this thing to all of a sudden you're earning money with that thing. It's a very fun, rewarding experience. And there's also something really liberating about having success. There's confidence that comes with that that just cannot come in any other way. Uh, I've noticed that in my own life and in my students' lives, that with success just comes this, this cool confidence of like, my gosh, I did that. I, I, wow, someone made my pattern. I was able to earn X amount of money. I was, you know, some of my students, I was able to quit my full-time job and do this. And so there's, you know, there's lots of reasons for the why. But the basic thing is that we have a desire to create quilt patterns and put them out in the world. And so that's what we want to do. So then how? How to be a quilt pattern designer? Well, you create patterns. It's easy, right? <laughs> you just write the pattern, put it out, and the sales come flooding in. Uh, right, right, right. We wish. We wish it was that easy. So. A lot of people say, how, how do I get more sales? You know, you, maybe as a listener, you've already written some patterns. I have uh, an alumni who had written so many patterns. She had had a booth at Quilt Market. She had done all of the things and was like, I am not seeing sales. What's happening here? And so there's, there's a lot that goes into the success of being a quilt pattern designer. And it's, it's not like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. They're, just with any business, right? You can't just put out a product and that's all that it takes. There's quality control. Uh, you, you've got to make sure that the product is good. And then there's branding and marketing. So 
let's be honest, there are some companies out there that don't even have that good of a product, but my goodness, their sales are astonishing because their marketing is phenomenal. So marketing plays a really big part in the success of your business. So how, how do you earn money with the quilt pattern designs? And my biggest tip is to treat it like a business. It's a business, it's not a hobby, and this is just something I feel so passionate about, especially for females. Now, I have had some male students in the past, and I see you, I am so glad that you've been there, you are completely welcome, but the truth of the fact is, this market and the majority of my students are female, and I've noticed some things with females and business. There is such not imposter syndrome because that's across the board with genders but with females a sense of guilt almost in charging money and this sense of like who am I they're gonna see through I it's not appropriate almost like I should be offering this for free shame on me for thinking that I could charge money for this and if I do I should probably only charge like a dollar because you know, that's just what's appropriate. So this fear of success and this fear of, not that it's a worthiness thing, but almost like not appropriate would be the, I, I'll have to think on the words. I do want to do an entire podcast episode on this. I'm gathering some data and information on this, um, but I find it very intriguing. I also have noticed that females are the toughest critique of other females. So things that I have seen about myself and about other people in the industry are just, it's really, it can be really mean. Throwing stones. How dare you charge that much money? You are being so slimy as a salesperson. You know people aren't going to have success. How could you do this? I mean, just some vicious attacks on a moral level, you know, like integrity, which if you go back and listen to my episode to the naysayers, I dive into the psychology of that and why that happens a little bit. But there is nothing slimy about having a business. There's nothing bad about being successful. In fact, there is so much good in the world that can only happen when you have success. There are people you can help. There are things you can do that you cannot if you don't have success. So money and success is not a bad thing. And having those things in abundance is not bad. And if someone is trying to put you down for that, just do your best. Again, go back and listen to the episode on To the Naysayers. And and surround yourself with people who will build you up. Because if you had a bad product, that'd be one thing. Then it would be slimy. Then it would be like, that's not ethical. You're selling something that's bad. But if you have a great product, a well-written quilt pattern that, that people like, that brings them joy, there is nothing bad about learning how to be successful with your business. So let's say, for example, that you learn about the psychology of getting people to buy something. Is that slimy? Well, if your product is bad, yeah. Otherwise, no, not at all. So I'll share an example of this. 
One of my past students, Liza of Liza Taylor Handmade, she had a quilt pattern release. And she teased that release where she didn't show the whole quilt. She just showed snippets. And it was so effective. And she waited until the day of her launch to show the entire quilt top. Even I, as her teacher, I wanted to reach out and be like, can you just send me a photo of the quilt? I can't wait. And a couple days before the pattern released, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right, only two days left. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what this full quilt top looks like. Is that slimy? Not at all. That's understanding the psychology of sales and knowing what makes people excited. So if you have a great product that you are excited to get in the hands of people, people are excited to get, why wouldn't you want to learn how to get people excited about that? It's, it's good business. And again, especially for females, there is nothing ethically or morally wrong with learning how to be a good, smart business owner. It's just not. And so if you, if you are struggling with that, I definitely invite you to come and join the Quilt Pattern Writing course where you can be surrounded by peers who will lift you up, motivate, and encourage you that you do not need to feel bad about being successful and learning good business skills. And again, if you put this in, in gender roles, have you ever seen a man say, oh, I feel bad, I feel like that might be kind of slimy? No, 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 no. They, they're like, that's right, look at this, I got so many sales, that was awesome, way to go. So ladies, let's, let's stop that behavior and that mentality and embrace the fact that you're a business owner, you're going to have success, you're gonna earn money, you're gonna learn how to get your customers excited to buy the things that you are putting out there, specifically in this matter, quilt patterns. That it's a beautiful thing and your customers will learn. You know, there's only, if, like I said, it all, it, it's all dependent on having a good product that you put out there. And so that, you know, comes in learning how to make a good quilt pattern. But assuming that it is a great quilt pattern, then yeah, let's learn how to, to be smart about this and how to grow our business. Other things that can help you with success in your business is motivation. Peer, peer motivation, I've just seen a lot of people who get in a rut and they don't know how to move forward or they're just kind of lacking that creative energy. So being with a group of peers, if you've ever heard the term mastermind, uh, Napoleon Hill, I believe is his name. He wrote Think and Grow Rich. He kind of started this idea of the mastermind which he says actually he didn't start it, it's, been, it's ages old. But it's the idea that you surround yourself with, with like-minded people, people who are positive influences, motivated, successful, you know, to your, around your same level of success. And you get together and you, it's synergy. One plus one equals three. That you're, you present your questions, your ideas, you talk about your business together. And that alone creates momentum. It creates energy that you get to move forward and, and you know you're gonna come back and be held accountable with that group to share what you did in that last week. And it is a powerful thing. I mean, it's some good stuff. So just being able to surround yourself with, with peers. And I mentioned, let me dive into this a little bit more. I mentioned, I don't know if you noticed this or caught it, 
But I said, you want to surround yourself with people who are about the same level as you in a mastermind. And when I say mastermind, please don't freak out and be like, what, what's this? I need to create a mastermind right now. Let, let me, let's dive into this a little bit more. So for one, why you want to be around people who are at your same level of business. So I've been a part of groups in the past, a few different groups. And one, we weren't all at the same level. There were some who were earning millions a year, some who had just started out their business. And it ended up being more frustrating than helpful because the people who were really far in their business felt like they were giving more than they were getting. And to be in a successful peer group, you want to be equally sharing. You want to be equally participating where what you can offer advice and insight, but you can also get advice and insight back. And so if you are at totally different levels in your business, it, the person who's just beginning doesn't have much to offer to that person who's earning millions and spending business for years, you know? So you want to kind of be at the same place where you can offer insight to each other and, and be around the same level of growth. It doesn't matter how time-wise how much you've been in business, but more your level of sales and experience. And then also this idea of a mastermind. If you're like, well, shoot, what, what's this? Now I need to join a mastermind. I'm using the term mastermind because that's a known term, but you can get this same experience just by putting together a group of friends that you maybe have a text group or maybe do a Zoom call once a week. I mean, that's, that's pretty advanced. Even a DM group in Instagram where you send DMs to each other. Uh, this is one of the things that I love about the quilt pattern writing course is that each student is put into a small group and plus we have the larger group at whole, but you do meet every week with your group and that it really is so valuable to meet people who are in your same position, taking the same course, going through the same things. I've been in a course with peer groups and I have made some lifelong friends and it's been super beneficial to my business and to their business. But also, you know, like I mentioned, just that forward momentum. When I do talk to alumni who they've been out of the course for a year and they're like, oh, what? What do I do? I mean, some of them want to come back and take the course live just to be with that group again. So if there's a way for you to surround yourself with, with peers, and I'm going to put in a plug for positive peers, if you find yourself being in a group of people who are saying things like giving excuses, oh, I'm not having success because da-da-da-da-da, get out. If, if people aren't having success, there's always a solution. Just know that you want to be with people who are creative and, and pick you up by your bootstraps and we will figure this out. I love the term not yet. So if you're seeing you're not having the sales you want, well, not yet. That means that you will. That's opening up the dot, dot, dot. Like, okay, it, it's possible. Success is possible. It's out there. People are having success. If I'm not having it, it's not because of my circumstances or whatever. It's because I need to fix what I'm doing. So surround yourself with people who have that mentality of owning the problem. You know, I've heard someone say, Instagram is not working. And I can't remember what else they said, but like blaming Instagram for their lack of success in their business. I, I mean, not to sound demeaning or anything, but it's actually really working for some people. 
So if it's not working for you, it's probably because you need to change what you're doing. Same with quilt pattern sales. If you aren't having success with your quilt pattern sales, there is success to be had out there. I've heard recently people say like, I've just heard that pattern sales are down, things aren't moving, um, and then some other people will come back and say, my sales have never been better. So I'm telling you there is success to be had out there. It's all in the learning how, what to do, how to do it, and the attitude of having that attitude of, I know that this is available for me, success is available, and, and thinking positively, not just throwing in the towel or giving excuses because of this or that, but looking at this or that that's not working and figuring out how to change that thing. And then talking about this whole idea of, is it slimy salesmanship to, to do this or that? So I'll bring up this next topic and I get it. I, I get that some of you might be like, oh, that's really convenient because you have a course coming up. Of course, you're gonna say this. But I will say that having a mentor and a guide who has been down the path that you've been down and there are a few steps ahead of you, it's invaluable. And I say that from a place of experience because I have spent, I actually would love to do a tally. I, that's on my to-do list, which may happen in the next year or so. We'll see when I, my to-do list is getting longer and longer. But on my to-do list is to figure out how much money I have spent on mentors, courses, uh, what else? Okay, just those two things. We'll just say those two things. I know that it's over $10,000. And I know that I have more than earned my money back, specifically because I paid for those things. So I get sad when I see someone say, that course is too expensive. I would never spend that much money. I am a DIYer. I'll figure it out on my own. It's, that's fine. That is totally fine. DIY, that's a little different, but the whole that's not worth that much money, I get sad for that person because I don't think that they value themselves enough. My guess is someone who's saying I would never pay that much is also someone who's feeling guilt about charging what they are worth for their product. They're probably not charging enough for whatever whatever it is that they want to offer, or they're probably not selling something because they're afraid that it's inappropriate and that it's looking pushy. So again, ladies, know your value and know the value of someone else. So not all mentors are created equal. You know, if you are looking for a mentor, like I said, you want to find someone who's two steps ahead of you. And that is not easy to do, trust me. Where I am right now, where I'm sitting in my business, I actually am so glad that I just finished a mentorship uh, and, and I paid a pretty penny and it was so worth it. But to find someone who's two steps ahead of you, who's willing to work with you and share what they've done to have success, it's not easy. Not a lot of people, especially the further on you get in your career, less and less people have the time and the energy to, to be a mentor. So if you can find one, take advantage of that. And then the, the mentor, I mean, so many things come with that. One, again, that energy and that accountability, that mastermind kind of mentality, it's, it's just invaluable. Like 
I don't know if we can all relate to being in a rut, right? Where you just are in a rut and it's fine. That happens to all of us. Again, another podcast topic that I want to do is talking about how it's okay to have the ebb and flow of our creative work. But to put yourself in a situation where you know you are going to be pushed in the best sort of way, that you are going to be accountable, that there will be a guide who can actually see things that you can't see and who can help you avoid mistakes and pitfalls and save energy and time, it really is valuable. So I'm not saying that I'm the mentor for everyone, but if you are interested to know if you want to, you know, be a mentee, is that how you would say it? I, like I said, I have the free masterclass where you can come, you can learn from me, you can see if what I offer is of value to you and, and see if we mesh well. I mean, that's the thing with a mentor is you want to find someone who you like, you know, you, you respect them, you respect the work that they've done. They've actually walked the walk. There are a lot of people out there who offer courses or a mentorship program and the only experience they have is that they've taken a course themselves. They haven't actually applied it. They don't have their own experience to, to share from. They're sharing someone else's work and experience. So you want to find someone who has actually walked the walk, who's been down that path, and can share with you their own personal experience, not just regurgitating something they read in a book or from another course. And so... Yeah, it's really a value to, to find someone who, who can share those things with you. And if you haven't heard me say before, I have had people in this industry who have done that for me. And it's just been really beautiful. I love the mentality of there is enough for everyone. I have seen it and I know that it's true that if you feel like there is enough, if you feel like you and me together make more than what I make on my own. It, it really does. Like there is the synergy thing that that scarcity mentality of no, this is my information. You are my competition. That that stifles growth. And so to surround yourself with people who are positive, motivational, and I'm going to say this too to quilt pattern designers in particular. There is this major fear, two ends. One, as a designer, that I am going to step on someone's toes. I'm going to create something that looks like what someone else did. And then as a designer, to look and say, oh, they designed something and it looks like mine. I know they got that idea from me. So let's just chat about that for a second. First of all, how many ways can a person design a quilt pattern? Right? And I know that's it. They're like, Elizabeth, why are you saying that? You're teaching a course on how to write and sell quilt patterns. I am saying that because the odds are you are going to design something that looks similar to something else. Now, the success of that comes in, like I said, the branding, the niching, the marketing, and there is a lot to be, a lot to dive into there, a lot to be said about that. But if we could take that energy away, if I could wave a wand and grant my students one thing, it would be to just please stop worrying about that. 
that worry does more damage than good. It actually stops people from moving forward because they feel just paralyzed by this fear. They cannot move. And so that just... And there's a lot to be said about that, and I will go into it in the master class. But um, know, know where your design energy comes from. Now, if you're looking at other people's quilt patterns and getting your ideas from them, that's probably a problem. And not probably, that's a problem. You want to be looking for your own inspiration, your, you know, things that come from within you, and you want to document that and be able to show, like, actually, this idea came from this. And here's when I started designing it. So, but the odds of that being an issue are very slim. And then number two, let's say you, you know, you don't, we never know unless someone comes on and says, but you have an inkling of an idea that someone took an idea from you and tweaked it a bit and ran with it and made it their own. What do you do? Do we reach out? Do we get a cease and desist? Do we get a lawyer? Now, granted, sometimes there can be some blatant issues and I've seen a few in the industry but it's a few it's not a lot my big advice here is don't put your energy into worrying about it if someone is trying to make a career by copying someone else their success is very limited they it will you cannot progress you can only go so far as a copycat and sometimes at the beginning, we're all a little bit of a copycat. I mean, oh, I like the Missouri Star Block. Let's try and make a quilt with that. You know, I mean, in a way, we're all using these blocks and, you know, creating this or that. So just put your head down. Focus on your customers. Focus on the people who like what you offer. Focus on building relationships. We only have so much energy if we're going to put our energy towards getting upset and angry, then you're taking your energy away from your customers and your creativity. So my big suggestion is just put your head down, do the best that you can. Things shake out, you know, good quality work rises to the top. You just keep making your good quality stuff and just kind of like the naysayers, just kind of let them be, let them do their thing and you do yours and over time, it will, it will prove, you know, who, who's the creative, who's got these ideas, that kind of a thing. And then just to, to wrap it up, I want to talk about a few myths that come with quilt pattern design. So myth number one, I don't have what it takes. So this is pretty common. It, like I said, everyone feels a bit of that imposter syndrome, I mean, I've had people reach out like, oh, someone asked me to come and teach at a quilt shop or at a guild. I feel like such imposter syndrome. It's so normal and human to, I mean, you, I'd be worried if someone didn't have that. It'd be a sign of a narcissist. So welcome those thoughts when they come and say, oh yeah, that's my brain trying to protect me. Our brain is nervous about us branching out and doing new things. It comes back to survival you know you don't want to go out and put yourself in danger and so the brain's like wait no this is new this is scary be safe don't go do that there let's trust our creativity in our brains trust the process the more you do something the better you get at it there is room enough for you and you have what it takes and I mean to set the record clear learning to create a pattern it's, it's a learned skill and you can learn it. Like 
it's like saying, I don't have what it takes to read a book. Well, when you were four or five, you didn't. But then you went and you took some lessons and you got taught and you started reading some beginner books and all of a sudden you, you love reading and you're able to read everything and everywhere. So it's not that you don't have the ability, it's that you just need to learn what it takes and how to do it. So we're all able to learn. All right, myth number two, I have no new ideas and the market is oversaturated. This is my favorite. I just love this, the market is oversaturated because I hear it so much and people are so thoroughly convinced that that is true. But might I ask, have you ever seen a beautiful quilt pattern and thought, ugh, gosh, I don't want that. It's so oversaturated. Why is there another beautiful quilt pattern? Come on, people, there's enough out there already. Nope. The same is true for clothing. When have you ever gone to a shopping store and walked in and said, oh, the world is so over. Okay, actually, I have a few times thought there's so much, but I still buy. I still buy more clothes and customers still buy more patterns. There is always room for good quality products in the world. No matter what genre, what category, quilt patterns included. That then leaves the responsibility on you as a quilt pattern designer to create a quality product that's beautiful. And so that leads us into barrier number three, where people, students will say, ah, but I'm intimidated to learn how to do this, specifically the software. So I teach Adobe. I teach Adobe InDesign and Adobe Illustrator. And I cannot tell you how many people in the past have said, oh yeah, I don't wanna pay for Adobe. I'm gonna go the cheaper route. I'm gonna go with this free software. And then they come to me down the road and say, okay, I need to know Adobe. I, I'm, I've gone as far as I can go. I've capped it. There are limitations. And now I need to know Adobe. And, and let's talk about, because I hear this, the fear of paying for Adobe because it's expensive. Let me just dive into that because that, that's a mindset issue. If you are jumping into your career with the whole like, well, you know what? I'm going to pay for Adobe when, once I have success. Once, once things are going well, then I'll put the money in. Newsflash, that is you approaching your business with one foot in and one foot out. You are leaving room for yourself to not have success. You're approaching it with like, I might not make it. And so I don't want to go all in. So let's work on that mindset because how you approach it, the way you are thinking, 100% affects your success. If you're approaching this with trepidation and you think, I, yeah, I'm just going to test this out and see if it sticks and if I have success, it's not going to have success. If you approach it with, I am going to have success with this, I will figure it out no matter what it takes, then you will have success with it. So really, it's, a, it's on you on how you want to approach this. If, if you are ready to conquer this and do whatever it takes, then please come and join my course. That is exactly the kind of student I want to have. And I know that you will have success because you are determined. 
And speaking of Adobe, uh, Brittany Lloyd of Lo and Behold Stitchery, she actually took my course, the quilt pattern writing course. And she had been writing patterns for years using other software programs. And she reached out. She was like, I just, there's this one, I can't do this. It's limited. You know, these other things I'm using, I cannot design this new pattern. And so she took the course and she was like, oh my gosh, finally, I'm able to design in a much more robust way that I just hadn't before. And in fact, if you go to my website, quilterscandy.com, under the courses for the quilt pattern writing course, there's a quote from Brittany uh, where she talks about the course and learning Adobe. And really, if you are going to take your career seriously, if, then please join my course. I really want people who are go-getters. But if you're going to take your course seriously, go with the industry standard. Learn Adobe. It's, it is the industry standard for printing and graphic design. It is so robust. And with that said, I can already hear people's minds saying, ah, but it's so intimidating. I, don't worry. I break down Adobe. There's a lot of tools you don't need to know in Adobe. I will share the ones you do need to know. The only ones you need to know for quilt pattern design. So don't worry about all the puppet morph tool and all that. That's, you know, there's a ton on there that you just don't need to worry about. But I will just hold your hand and walk you through how to use Adobe, both in design and Illustrator, to create the best patterns that are out there. And then myth number four, it'll just be cheaper if I figure it out on my own. I'm a DIYer, I've got this. So here's the truth. You really do get what you pay for. So if you, you know, you could learn Adobe on your own. Heaven knows, I tried and I took a course. That's one of the courses I took. You will end up saving time and money because sales and success if you just do it right the first time, if you learn from someone who's been down that path, who has jumped through the hoops, who can tell you how to set up a wholesale account, who can tell you how to have successful launches, that really is, it's both time and money. Like the sales that you can get from doing the things that you learn from doing it right, it, it's worth it. So, hey, for those of you who are DIYers out there, I get it, I'm a DIYer too. But I have, I've seen enough students who've gone the DIY route and then come to me and say, man, I should have just done this years ago. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So while I, I'm not here, I mean, yes, I'm talking about my quilt pattern course that's coming out. Um, but I also just want to talk to those of you who are interested in writing a quilt pattern. Those of you who are interested in writing and selling quilt patterns. So. Do I think my course is beneficial? Absolutely. I would not be an ethical person if I didn't feel like it was a great course. And I, you know, if I didn't think it was the greatest thing since sliced bread for quilt pattern designers. But I also want to have this episode just be a beacon of hope. You might not join my quilt pattern course. It might not be the right time. It might not be the right fit for whatever reason. It might not be in the budget, whatever that might be. I still want you to know and feel empowered that there is room for quality work. You can create, you can learn how to create beautiful products. You can learn how to be a savvy businesswoman. We need to shatter the barriers that are holding us back and embrace that there is so much more for us than what we are allowing ourselves. I mean, just 
what if just for a second, ask yourself, what if I were to earn six figures? And that what if I were to earn a million dollars a year? I'm going to throw that out there. And I know that for those of you listening, a lot of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Like, uh uh-uh. But just put it out there. Put it out into the world. What if you have success? And I'm not in any way saying that if you take my course, those are the results that I'm promising. What I am saying is there is more for you than what you currently have and that you can embrace that. Open up your mind. Welcome success. Open up the opportunity to learn, study, you know, be a student of business and success and love it. Enjoy it. Let it, you know, let your customers and their success become the thing that you just obsess about. There is so much for us in this world. There's an abundance of, of wealth, of joy, of success, and it's there for the taking. So let's open up our minds, welcome that into our lives. And if quilt pattern design is something you're interested in, I invite you to come and join the free masterclass. So again, that's a three-day free masterclass where you will leave with some tangible like, ah, okay, that's how I do this with quilt pattern design. And it will give you a taste of the signature course, the quilt pattern writing course, which opens Tuesday, September 6th. And you can get a feel for me, for how I teach, if there's value in the things that I offer. And I would love to have you there in the free masterclass. So I hope that you feel motivated empowered to move forward, to reach for and look for success. And I will be back here next Friday with a brand new episode of the Craft to Career podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next Friday. 